Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I have nothing against banks. I just don't like the control that we give banks over our businesses. And it's one of the main reasons that we only deal, at least for right now, with individuals and people that we can have real conversations with in our lending business, in our real estate business. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed, and I'm here with Derek Dombeck. Derek is joining us from Green Bay, Wisconsin. He is a co-owner of Best REI Funding, a private money lending company, also co-owner of an acquisitions company primarily focused on single family flips and other rehabs. His current real estate portfolio includes several residential complexes and also two mineral quarries. Derek, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Yeah, absolutely. And Slocum, thanks for having me on the show. You bet. I started off years ago in early 2000s, just fixing up rental properties. Ideally, everything I bought, I held on to. That was the plan. And my wife, Tracy, and I grew our portfolio for the first few years in a business fairly rapidly. And then we hit the downturn of 2007. 
and we lost damn near everything that we had built up. So we had to reinvent ourselves and being able to still continue our business without the use of bank financing or good credit because we didn't have either available to us anymore. And moving forward, we learned how to get creative, structure deals in different ways, using partnerships, using private money, doing seller carrybacks and options and leases and subject to purchases, things of that nature. So that was the first half of our career. In about 2012, I met my current business partner, Jeff. We're, again, primarily in the residential space, but we started lending. We've always raised private capital for our own deals. We had more capital than we had deals, and we built up our lending company as an arbitrage business. So to this day, we still don't have any institutional backing or any institutional thumb on us telling us what we can and can't do. And it's been a great transition. Derek, I have to ask you, you didn't mention the mineral quarries at all. What's the deal there? You own two mineral quarries? <laughs> well, I will never turn down a lead. When a lead comes in, there's a way to monetize it or to maintain that lead for the future or at least leave value. We do that. The first mineral quarry that we developed came to us because there was a farmer who was losing his farm to foreclosure and he was in bankruptcy. And he made a comment, and I think this is important because whether you're in commercial or residential, I firmly believe that people don't spend enough time learning how to communicate and negotiate properly. So in that communication, the farmer had made a comment that if I could just get my property out of this agriculture program that he was in, which is designed to save real estate property taxes, he said, I could buy myself out of my troubles. And what he meant was there was millions of yards of sand underneath his farm fields, but he was not allowed to sell a single scoop of it because of this ag program he was in, which is designed to keep the land in agricultural use. Hmm. But a new owner could. So we structured the deal where we bought the farm. We short-sailed it because he was in foreclosure on two different defaulted loans. Short-sailed it, and we kept him and his family there. They continued to farm the rest of the land and had their cows. And we developed the back end of it into an operating sand quarry. So that's been about 10 years now, I think, since we've been operating. And some years are good, some years are bad. And you're operating the quarry. I say operating. I've leased it to an excavating company, and I get a royalty. So that makes sense. Mailbox money. I have a newfound love for dump trucks. Every time I see a dump truck, it's just <laughs> some money going down the road. Yeah, and the other quarry, I wish I could give you a great report that it was super, super positive cash flow, but it's not at this point. It was another foreclosure scenario. Started out with my acquisition person at the time, lined up a site visit, and I was driving to the property and I had no information. And I was actually very annoyed with my employee at the time. Called him up and said, what are you getting me into? He says, I don't know. The sellers wouldn't give me any information. So when I met with them, they had discovered a very rare mineral that is not supposed to be found in North America. It's called nephrite jade. And jade is the green stone that the Asian market, particularly China and Malaysia, they just absolutely love that type of stone. And 
We are the only licensed nephrite jade quarry in the United States. There's only one other one in British Columbia, Canada. Otherwise, most of the jade is mined in Turkey and South America, Brazil, I believe. So the downside is myself, my partners, those people that we bailed out, getting it to market has been slow going and far more expensive than what anybody projected. Mm. We started that deal right about the time that Donald Trump came into office. And when he threw a a whole lot of red tape at the Asian market, particularly China, that hurt us. Not that I was against what he did. It just didn't help our potential Chinese buyers want to move forward. So we still have that. And the end is unknown at this point. Gotcha. Derek, I want to talk about your money lending. Let me start by saying that our best ever listeners are primarily apartment investors. And the majority are limited partners, passive investors looking to invest with an operator to get a completely passive return on their capital. To draw a baseline, a typical apartment syndication deal right now has a preferred cash on cash return for limited partners of 8% with an internal rate of return or kind of global cash flow number after the sale of the asset after three to seven years of 15% plus. Mm-hmm. With the hard money lending that you all are doing, primarily for people who are rehabbing single families, whether it's to sell them or keep them, what do the terms look like that you are lending on right now? So we lend regionally within the state boundaries of Wisconsin. We raise money nationally so we can work with anybody. We are structured with a couple of different funds that depending if the person's accredited or not accredited, we can work with them. But Our niche, Slocum, is as we were coming up, we were typically paying our investors 9 to 10% for the use of their money. And we've settled in at 9 at this point is what we do pay out of our fund, cash on cash. There is no equity or upside when the property sells because they're just truly passive and they don't own the actual real estate asset. But the flip side of that is, we're not leveraging our fund. And when they're into that real estate transaction with the apartment complex, I'm making the assumption that syndication is raising a certain amount of money as a down payment and then going and getting institutional financing over and above that. Is that fair to say in most of those deals? It is, Derek, you're jumping the gun a bit. I think you knew where (laughs) I was headed. What I was asking, Derek, treat me like a newer house flipper in Green Bay. I need a hard money loan. What do your terms look like? Oh, gotcha. Okay. I would tell you that throughout most of the state of Wisconsin, with the exception of Milwaukee, we're going to charge you 12% interest and three origination points. Within Milwaukee proper and essentially a four-county area, we charge 13.5% interest and four origination points. Why is it higher in Milwaukee? Purely competition driven. We're still undercutting our competition, but we feel like we have much, much better customer service. It's kind of fun to see the name of your show is Best Ever and the name of our lending company is Best REI Funding. But we do a six-month term. We do allow our borrowers to get an additional three-month extension, and there will be additional fees for that extension. But our goal is really to turn and churn For your listeners that aren't familiar with the lending business, when you run an arbitrage business, 
yes, we're making a spread on the interest rate between what we pay our investors and what we charge. But the reality is we're not really making a ton of money on that spread because there is some downtime of money. And if I'm paying my investors 9% annualized 365 days a year, but that money may only be in play 330 days a year, there's going to be some downtime. I still got to pay that And you eat the downtime in the difference between 9 and 12%. Correct. So where we really make our money is in the points. And the more times you can churn that money, I love wholesalers that need the money for a month. That's great. Churn that money. Speaking of that, do you do any transactional funding? We do a little bit. It hasn't been all that popular, but I think that that could be changing in the next 12 to 24 months. That makes sense. I've used transactional funding a couple of times. Thinking about our audience and thinking about them treating a hard money lender like an investment vehicle for that 9% return. I think the other question here with regards to your loan products is your loan to value or loan to cost or loan to ARV, depending on how you structure it. How do you all structure that? So we typically are going to go 70% of the after repair value. And I do all of our in-house broker price opinions. So remember earlier I said we don't have any institutional backing and we're not selling our paper to institutions. I don't like hiring an appraiser because that person has no skin in the game and they're going to get their four or $500 and put a number on paper. How do I know if they even know how to read a scope of work or if they've ever been involved in any construction whatsoever? Derek, you guys lend based on ARV. So never more than 70% of what it should be worth when the work is done. I assume then that you do rehab financing on draws so that you are only dispersing rehab funding after a borrower demonstrates that the rehab has been completed, further protecting your capital and protecting your loan. Will you go... 100% loan to cost, meaning that you are funding the entire purchase and rehab of a project so long as the purchase and rehab are below 70% of the ARV? We will. The caveat to that and to answer your other comment, yes, we escrow the rehab funds, we release them in draws, and we will go 70% of ARV and 100% of cost, but they have to demonstrate 50% of the rehab amount in reserves. So that way, especially now, as projects are taking longer days on market to sell or even refinances are starting to take longer, we need to know that they've got those reserves in case that loan goes long. That makes a lot of sense. Derek, what I'm leading to is that I kind of want to make your sales pitch for you, see how I do. (laughs) Feel Um, free. But before I ask that, I want to ask how many of your loans... Fail is the wrong word, but how often do you all have to take a property back from a borrower and finish the project yourself to be able to sell it and deliver on the return you need to give to your investors? It's almost like I asked you to ask me that question. We're different than most because we're still in the acquisition and rehabbing stage as far as our other company, right? We've got sister companies, but When we interact with our clients, we're not interacting as somebody that's just selling a loan or giving them a loan and then forgetting about them. We truly line ourselves up as their financial partner, meaning when, not if, when they have problems, and they always do, 
we're there to help them solve those problems. That could be as little as giving them a contractor contact to actually stepping in and bringing them a partner to help them finish a project. So our default rate is extremely low. Our average month is about 20 loans going out the door. So at any given point, we've got 150 to 175 loans on the books. We have, as of this week, in the last 10 years, taken back 12 properties. That's not to say we haven't had other challenging loans, but we really do our best to work it out with people as long as they keep communicating with us. So recently we've had three or four where we took it away from the existing borrower. They deeded it over to another borrower of ours and we worked a side deal, almost like a subject to deal. And that other borrower gets the rest of the escrow and they finish the project. So we're avoiding those foreclosures and then we don't have to go in and finish it ourselves. So it's a very low default rate. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Everyone is looking for a recession-resilient investment. How can you try to prevent prevent from losing money by picking the wrong fund and sponsor? Right now, you can get Reliant Real Estate Management's free guide, 10 Things to Consider in a Real Estate Investment Fund, by visiting besteverreliant.com. Answer questions like, is the organization's focus on you? And does the fund keep employees? Reliant Real Estate Management is ranked one of the top 20 largest self-storage operators in the country with $1 billion in self-storage assets. After completing three funds, and selling 38 properties with $0 of investor principal loss. They have an average project level IRR of 33% in just over 3.5 years. Visit besteverreliant.com right now to receive the 10 things to consider in a real estate investment fund and get access to the latest investment opportunities. That's besteverreliant.com, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, R-E-L-I-A-N-T dot com. We used to ask during the best ever lightning round, the most money you ever lost on a deal. Do you have a loan that you've lost money on? Yes. And if you ask me about real estate, my own deals, I would have had to go back to 2007. But as far as the loan and a big learning curve for us, we had a licensed real estate broker in the state of Wisconsin borrowed money from us. And back then, we didn't have people doing walkthroughs. We also weren't turning as much volume back then either. But he was sending us pictures and videos of a different project to oh, wow. get his escrow draws. He was committing mortgage fraud. So we ended up having to foreclose against him. And it was past demo stage, but not much past demo stage. They had put some drywall back on the walls, but not well. 
and had done a shingle job over the top of existing shingles that was done poorly. Long story short, we lost about $40,000 on that loan. And he is making payments to us for the next 20 years if he wants to keep his license. Because if I go after him for fraud, he'll lose his broker's license. In the Mm. state of Wisconsin, you cannot have any kind of legal action or breaking any laws and maintain your license. So he has been paying us as agreed. It's not a lot of money each month, but he's been paying us for about two years now. And he's got a long way to go. So we learned from that, though. Now we do require everybody to give us monthly video walkthroughs. We do have people that just randomly stop in and check on the projects, but a video walkthrough, they have to start a continuous video with the address on the front door and then walk through the property. So we know they're not lying to us. That makes a lot of sense. I'm a big fan of photos and video all the time, for sure. Especially when it comes to progress on rehab projects in a variety of circumstances. Derek, your lending business is one of the businesses that I have brainstormed for myself several times. And every time I talk about it out loud, everyone who knows me tells me I'm too distracted with all the things I'm already doing. (laughs) And your business is a business on its own that should not be considered a side hustle by any means. So credit where credit is due. I'm not trying to say that I could do what you're doing, but I love the idea of building out the mental models for it just to keep my brain busy. So what my understanding, speaking again, I'm not pitching your product here, but talking about the idea of investing in a hard money lending fund in general. I am going to use your numbers of 9% and 70% though. The idea here is that for someone who wants to be invested completely passively, who invests in a hard money lending fund, there is a 9% annualized return with a regular schedule of distributions, whatever those distributions are, monthly, quarterly, annually. That money that an investor puts in the fund is then lent to other real estate investors who never for more than 70% of what their project is worth, never, especially after having had the experiences that you've had, you've implemented this into your business, never funding rehab that has not yet occurred to make sure that that loan to value gap remains such that if anyone does default, it gives the operator of the fund the opportunity to execute on the deal or otherwise dispose of the real estate in such a way that it protects the investor's returns. Another way that a hard money lending fund is protecting the returns for their investors is that they're frankly charging higher interest in the hopes of maintaining a gap for themselves. In the example of paying a 9% yield to investors, but collecting 12% in part to bridge that gap of when money is not actively deployed, but also in the interest of maintaining a 9% return while there are not on also in the interest of maintaining a 9% return for investors when loans are not performing. The idea being that for someone who invests in a hard money lending fund, it is made to be completely passive and as safe as possible while always delivering that solid return. Derek, how did I do? You did really well. 
I think I should take that recording and turn it into an infomercial. <laughs> well, this um, will be available in about six to eight weeks on our <laughs> podcast and also on YouTube. We'll get into the spiel later. But Derek, help me here. What did I miss? Well, you hit most of the hot buttons that most people ask about. The things that you might have missed. Funds are set up differently. There's typically going to be a manager and, and that's us. So in, in our case, the fund itself, an investor is buying units into an LLC at a dollar per unit. So you put in $100,000, you have 100,000 units. A couple of years later, you want to pull it out. It's just a sale of your units. But every loan that the fund has out there at any given point in time diversifies the number of investors in that fund. So if we do have one property that defaults and there's 50 loans currently in that fund, it's absorbed, as you elegantly put in there, by that spread between the 9 and 12% because we have to pay attorney's fees. We have to pay for other expenses. We may have to go in and secure the property or snow removal or lawn care, all that fun stuff, right? But what we do a little bit different than some lenders, and it does depend on your state, it depends on usury laws, our commercial lending laws in Wisconsin do not give us any restrictions on usury. So we want the property, if they fail and if they stop communicating with us, our default rate goes into play at 24%. And on top of that, we can go retroactive to day one and charge a point per month. The whole reason for that is to absorb any equity in the property. So when we do go to sheriff sale, we set the opening bid at what we're legitimately owed as the lender, but we've sucked all the equity out of it. So we get the property if we want the property at the sheriff sale. So that is to secure our investors as well, because typically, unless there was fraud in that one case I told you about, typically if we take the property back, we're going to make more money than if they would have just performed on the note as agreed. And we want to be able to have that to go back into the coffers. Derek, that makes a lot of sense. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm very nervous, but yes, I'm ready. <laughs> well, I will say we're going to skip the question of the biggest mistake and the best ever lesson learned because you already answered that. We have also a special announcement with the following question. What is the best ever book you recently read? I love the author, Oren Claff, and he has two books. First one was Pitch Anything. The follow-up book was Flip the Script. And to me, those books are the backbone of how I talk to people, how I negotiate, how I just socially interact with people. And I love them. I've read them for the first time years ago, but I, I reread those books over and over again. Usually I listen to them on audiobooks, so... I love those books, Orrin Claff, hands down. I understand you're releasing a book here soon as well, and you want to make an offer to our best ever listeners? Yeah, it was fun for me because you didn't have any idea what I was writing, what I'm writing this book about. It's going to be published early next year, so depending on when this is released, it might be right at that time. But the book I am writing is, start to finish, A to Z, how anybody can be a private lender. And it goes from how do you find clients to taking in an application through underwriting, through scope of work and BPO, valuation, closing, then servicing the loan right through to defaults, 100%. So you're going to love that book and you absolutely need to get a copy. 
I absolutely do for sure. Let's discuss that after this interview. And I'd love to give that book away to your listeners for free, the electronic version. If they just simply reach out to me and let me know they heard me on the best ever podcast, as soon as it's released, I'll send it out. Awesome. Derek, what is your best ever way to give back? For me, my wife and I spend a lot of time educating. So we're speaking at local RIAs. We're speaking on a national level. And I actually host a conference that we do once a year as well. And it's not a free conference, but for us, it's a break-even type of an event to put it on. It's called the Generations of Wealth. It's an advanced strategies and networking conference. But what I love about what I'm super proud is I encourage people to bring their kids. We don't charge anything extra for their kids. They get to come there and hang out and be involved in as much or as little of the conference as they want. But it's real design is not for them to learn these advanced real estate strategies. It's for them to meet other kids who have parents that are freaks like us that just don't conform because my biggest mistake in my first half of my career was I was a closet investor. I didn't build a network. I didn't have people to turn to when the markets crashed and my wife and I got set back and whether our kids go into real estate or some other business is immaterial just for them to build a network and have that in their teenage years. It's huge. So that's what we're really passionate about. That's awesome. Derek, what is your best ever advice? This may not go over really well with your group because I believe they probably use a lot of bank financing, but I do not like banks. I have nothing against banks. I just don't like the control that we give banks over our businesses. And it's one of the main reasons that we only deal, at least for right now, with individuals and people that we can have real conversations with in our lending business, in our real estate business, every property I buy, I don't fund with banks. And I learned that lesson the hard way when the bankers that I did business with in the 2000s were escorted out the door and I was just a file. So not saying that there's anything wrong with using them. I would just say buyer beware and balloons come up fast and lines of credit get called due. Things happen really quick when markets shift and it's happening again right now. Last question, Derek, and especially for those of our listeners who are interested in your book, where can they get in touch with you? Simply send an email to my personal email address, Derek at bestreifunding.com, spelled D-E-R-E-K at B-E-S-T-R-E-I-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com. And if anybody wanted to check out what we do for, with our conference, it's Generations of Wealth, which is G-O-W-Voyage.com. And that conference is coming up in Cancun, Mexico, February 26th of 2023. Excellent. Those links are available in our show notes. Derek, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this conversation, primarily about hard money lending and the opportunities available with it, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this with a friend that you know we can add value to through our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thank you.